It is August 15th, 2021. It is 4.37 p.m. Last time I checked my clock on my phone. Um, my name is Tatiana Raphael, and I think I kind of want to start a podcast. Um, I feel like I have a lot of stories to share and a lot of strange thoughts that I feel are not my own, but a product of my environment. Now, not limiting my responsibility per se, but when I say this, I mean, I am responsible for my thoughts, or sorry, for my behaviors and for my actions. However, my thoughts and my emotions are temporary and they come and they drift and they are a product of an evolution of thought. And from a sociological macro perspective to a psychological micro perspective, all these bits of information that I hear, that I read, that I consume, ultimately alters my reality um, because I am able to see the world through a different lens that I was not privy to in the beginning. So I am 21 years old. Um, I was born on January 18th, 2000, and I've got quite a story about my life. Um, how do I start this? Okay. When I was, I was born on a snowy day in a dreary, rainy town, which was both beautiful and uh, rural, but also had an urban kick to it called Langley, B.C., and BC being British Columbia, close to the Washington area, near where Kurt Cobain grew up. Um, yeah, so I was born there in a, in a hospital called Langley Memorial Hospital, which I believe my mother was also delivered in. And it's kind of funny how synchronicities work. So even the story of my parents, now that's a whole other ball game. But to give you a little taste of who I am and what I'm about, um, I think I need to give you some context. So when I was about, okay, so my mom was a cancer survivor. Now I want you to think of those words, cancer survivor, or she battled or she fought because we are predisposed to become intoxicated, mesmerized, mystified, and almost obsessed with the impermanence of our own existence and um, how we may just be a drop in the ocean, but we are the ocean. Um, I'm getting a little off track here, but I hope it's entertaining. Um, so my mother had cancer from when she was 14 to 41. Now those numbers are pretty cool. One, four, four, one. Those are some good numbers. I like to pay attention to numbers. Um, I think that there's so many different signs and so many different um, energy fields that kind of um, not manipulate, but I don't know, strange stuff happens. And when you start opening your mind to the synchronicities of the universe, the world becomes alive. Not me versus it or myself in definition to another object of some sort, if you're following me still. Um, but what I'm talking about is we have been socialized. Socialized meaning 
the processes involved with um, the transmission of culture or the transmission of society or thoughts, principles, beliefs, values, etc., etc. And we are so taught that this is me. One of the first words you hear kids say is me, mine, mine, because we want to develop our identity and we want to feel like we are not just a drop in the ocean. We are this drop. This is what we're about. This is our name. This is who we are. These are our experiences, our feelings, our emotions, etc., which make up our lives. Um, we're living in a crisis right now with a consumption of culture, which mass media consumption, we are becoming consumers. It is no joke today that um, the world is dying. People are starting to wake up. I mean, it's 2021. COVID just went by. I'm 21 years old, born in 2000, new millennium, fresh beginnings, fresh mindset. Our human nature has evolved so drastically, so drastically that I, I, I fear that the technology advancements don't quite match up with our moral, spiritual, or psychological advancements in a way. I feel like because of the ease of access, the consumer culture, the materialism, the um, consume, 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 whether it's that water bottle that you buy on the way while you're consuming gas, while you're drinking, uh, I like to drink three shots of espresso over ice. Um, and it's just kind of one of those things. And you think about it and you go, oh, okay, I am consuming and that's what we are. Every single interaction you have as a human being is an energy transfer, um, whether it's waving at someone, whether it's giving a smile, that energy goes out and causes a ripple effect in the universe. The butterfly effect is basically like, let's say I turn left on this road, there's an ambulance, I don't know, something random happens, a butterfly effect. You've probably heard about it. But basically, it talks about the significance of a ripple in the water. Um, something really funny that happened to me was, um, I, I, so I, I pay attention when weird things kind of start happening. I take sign symbols, yada, yada, and I try to make meaning of it. Side note, there's this author called Victor E. Frankel, and he says that the meaning of life is to give your life meaning. And that changed my life. It's something called logo therapy, I believe, which basically means logo is a Greek word for knowledge or meaning. I One of those. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But logos, I'm fairly certain, means logic. It's connected with intellect, thinking, yada, yada. So logo therapy is applying meaning to an object or a situation or an event or whatever and you try and derive meaning from it and victor e frankel was actually in um oh gosh what was he in now he was in the holocaust he was a jewish psychologist he had letters behind his name critically acclaimed amazing thinker ahead of his time i mean he came up with logotherapy i'm pretty sure i i could be wrong but I mean, probably the Greeks came up with it because, you know, the long trail of ancient evolution of thought. Evolution. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. I've been waiting a while. I keep saying, I want to make a podcast. I want to make a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I have shit to say. And if you don't like it, 
just, just, it's okay. It's okay. You don't need to hear me talk. You're choosing to listen right now. And if you're here, there's probably a reason. So take what applies, leave what doesn't. And remember that intention is everything. Intention is the root of all creation. And um, I feel like I could talk for a while. Um, Let's see how long I can make this go. I've got two bars of battery and I got my cats. Um, Let's see what other stories I have here. Um, Okay, let's talk about archetypes. So as you can probably tell, I'm very much into the ways that I work. I like to think a lot. I'm part Greek. Uh, Not that it matters what your ethnicity is, but it does matter because it adds that sense of identity. It adds that shifting of perspective and, okay, these are my past traumas of my nation and we all have our traumas now. Some have been, some have gotten the raw end of the stick, so to speak, like For example, look at Indigenous people, look at the white culture, consumerist, capitalism, supremacy. They profit off it. And therefore, the people who were born into this evolution of thought have adopted. And thus, there's something called intergenerational either. I want to say mobility. I know that's linked. But I think what I'm talking about right now was what I was speaking about earlier with the transfer of knowledge. So basically, let's say you had a father who really valued money and he was a workaholic, workaholic, and he maybe didn't pay attention to you. Let's say that in retrospect, like, sorry, not in retrospect, in the future, not backwards, in the future, you as a young, let's say that you're a man, okay? This young man grows up with an absent father who values work, Time is money, probably a little bit irritated or stressed. Maybe he's great. Maybe he loves his job, but maybe he's not quite there. Maybe he's absent. And so you believe that safety and security is equivalent to money. Now, there you go. That changes how you look at money. The way that you view things, you place meaning on it, it changes. You wonder why there's people, uh, Buddhism, Buddhists, sorry, Buddhists in, let's say, I don't know, Tibet. Um, I could be wrong. I know they're related. I don't quote me on it. Look it up. This is just a free thought. I'm not reading anything. I'm just, I'm sitting in my room, looking at my posters and having a conversation with myself. And I hope that you're enjoying it. Fuck. What was I talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you see this monk and He's got his prayer beads on and he's living a simple life and he believes that quieting the mind brings forth knowledge. It's peaceful. Peace is a state of mind. This is in the moment. These proverbs, the mysticism, the word occult literally means hidden. Hidden knowledge. It's a different way of looking at the world. Now, if you had a Buddhist father, let's say, who values patience, time, uh, simple foods, but also so vast. And it's not so much about the empty space, but about the space, the physical space for creation in itself. So when you're looking at a blank wall, it's filled with possibilities. Once you start cluttering it up with random things here and there, tapestries, well, then you have a bit of a clusterfuck of different vibes and different things to look at. And while you are taking up space, if it lacks meaning, maybe it's better to keep that blank that blank wall until you're ready to put up that poster. 
I like to hang up almost all of my tapestries and paintings and artwork with tape. And I rarely ever stick stickers on the things. Why? Because I love it and I'm afraid of permanency because we ourselves are impermanent and every single moment is fluid. So one day maybe this fits here. Maybe in 10 years I want to move it over there. So I use tape. Um, I feel bad for my damage deposit, but you know what? It feels like home. Um, let's see here. Home. Home is a state of mind. Home is not necessarily a place, but home's a feeling. And as I've been learning and I've lost a lot, I've been through a lot of trauma and I'm starting to really see, I've been saying this saying quite a bit actually. Um, so the oyster. So life and people and situations are kind of like a nasty, slimy oyster. And when you pry it open and you look hard enough and you dig through all the shit, all the nasty, maybe like oysters, maybe this isn't a good analogy, <laughs> but this pearl of wisdom amongst all the decrepit, shitty, uncomfortable, slimy, gross shit, you find that pearl and it's there. And my Nana told me every bad person has a little bit of good in them and every good person has a little bit of bad in them. And isn't that so fucking true? It's the yin-yang, the balance, duality paradox. I have this idea that all these different um, things exist on a continuum. So let's say there's two dual forces. And this relates to Aristotle virtue ethics. And this is just how I view the world. If you don't like it, that's okay. No worries. Keep listening if you want. Whatever. It's your life. You feed your head with what you got to feed your head, baby. And that's that. <laughs> um Shit. Okay, so there's these two opposing forces. So let's see. Um, okay. Uh, gluttony, meaning eating a lot of food, being filled, like divulging. Um, I don't know if that's a word, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Devouring, consuming, big, greedy, like not necessarily big as in physically, but like hungry, decrepit, like you're, you're filling yourself up and you still feel empty inside like no face from spirited away kind of vibe. That's what that means to me anyway. I could be wrong. That's just my interpretation. Okay, I need to stop telling myself I could be wrong. I need to have more confidence. Side note, okay. Um, so there is gluttony. And on the other side of this continuum, where there's two opposing forces, let's say there's anorexia. Trigger warning, but you know what, restricting. Not letting yourself consume, not allowing yourself to, growing sickly and decrepit. I'm seeing like a cancer patient or not necessarily, it's different, but you know what I mean. So there's restriction of eating and gluttony and they exist on two opposing forces, equally strong, and they exist in opposition to, which I was speaking about earlier. So virtue ethics talks about having two opposing vices or something in excess, something in too much. So a positive and a negative force like magnets, okay? And in the middle, you find something called the mean, which Aristotle says is where you find the virtue in between two extremes. That's kind of related to the idea of moderation is key, everything in little bits, like I can eat the sugar, I'm not going to live off sugar, I'm not going to be sitting there eating sugar out of a bowl with a spoon, but I can have a cookie after dinner. That's basically what this is. And so um, 
I want to I wanna give you a little bit of background. I feel like we got to get up close and personal here. I'm free floating. I literally have nothing in front of me. Free thought, free speech, free write. It's pretty fucking rad. Um, pardon my French. Wee <laughs> wee. <Oui, oui. laughs> okay, I'm going to drink some water. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I I'm on my spiritual journey. I'm 21. It's a great number. I feel like since I've been since I buzzed my head. Now let's side note. Since I've buzzed my head, I've really come out of my turtle shell. I was hiding behind my hair. I was so afraid of what people thought of me. I had no self-compassion. I was filled with self-loathing. I glorified being a martyr. I felt that I have to suffer in this life to, you know, be worthy of something good in the next. And then I tuned into the universal compassion of the, oh shit, what do I call it? Of the collective consciousness. The global universal compassion of the collective consciousness. The source of all wisdom, of all light, of all darkness. I call it the source. I call the universe a couple different things. I was raised Catholic, so I have some of that. I was baptized Orthodox. Call it God. Call it source. Call it wisdom. Call it whatever you want. It's a power greater than ourselves that works in mysterious ways. Someone once told me the universe is alive and it wants to play. And since I've heard that, it rang so true to me. And you have this thought. It's like this song by Funkadelic. It's like, uh, good thoughts bring forth good food. Bad thoughts rot your meat. And it's like, as above, so below. What happens in your head happens in your reality and vice versa. We are connecting. We are interacting. We are playing with the universe every single day. We put out a thought and it'll come back. Be careful what you wish for like the monkey paw. And okay. I have three advices. Three advices. I have three advices for the listener or watcher of this program. First off, listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. Uh, Number two, self-compassion. Self-compassion, self-compassion, self-compassion. Self-compassion, when you hold compassion for yourself, you begin to hold empathy and compassion for creatures, objects, everything. And what, what you reap is what you sow. What you put out, you get back. It's like a boomerang, baby. Life is a boomerang. Um, And the third Express yourself in whatever means fit you. Express yourself through art, paint, draw, uh, hang up a picture, pet a cat, make a silly song. Like, I don't know, those are some random things that I like to do. But do things that my little sister says. You make my heart smile. Do things that make your heart smile. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um as above, so below. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you have a blessed motherfucking day. Peace be with you. Bye.